Our uh, lesson today is from, are you being a Berean? Now, most of us have an idea what that's about, but I'm going to have you turn to Acts 17, verses 10 through 15 to start us off. Are you being a Berean? Wednesday, we, uh, the, the, a subject came up, and the comment was climbing the ladder of success, okay, and getting to the top and realizing you're on the wrong roof, okay? So that's why I want, I, I, I'm hoping that I'm in God's will, okay, as bringing this message of are you being a Berean? If you look at Acts 17, verse, I, I, there was an insert. Everybody get an insert with scriptures? Okay. I know we're not going to have time to go through all those. I got to look at the clock, okay, <laughs> to go through all those. But the thing is, when we're here together, we learn a community lesson. When we go back in our closet and review our, mess our message throughout the week and we look at our scriptures, then we can learn what God has personally for us, okay? But again, it all comes down to having that Berean attitude as our foundation. Acts 17, verses 10 through 17 says, Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. And we will call these Jews of the way or Jewish Christians at this point. These were, verse 11, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and, and searched the scriptures daily, not once in a blue moon, daily, okay, to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. And we have to remember what the status was for all these different people at the time because they're listening to a Jewish minister direct them in the way of the true God, okay, regardless of whoever they thought of before as the true God. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Now, we have to remember that's not just what happened here. That's what happens to us when we go to our prayer closet, okay? All sorts of different things Satan tries to put in our path, in our way, okay, to give us resistance to the word of God, the true word of God. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away because they know that, knew that if these Thessalonians got to Paul, they would probably do him damage, okay, and they realized it. And we need to realize that also, you know, we need to be protective and thankful for our ministers, okay, and those God's placed over us. Then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to, see, to, the, to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. So even though Paul left, he still left somebody there to help them, okay? And that's what we need to remember. Every time we come here for Bible study, God's given us somebody to help us, okay? Um, we have the telephone. We, have, we can call people. We can text people. We, God's blessed us with other people besides the leadership, okay? But it's up to us to want to choose to interact with them, okay? We have to choose our friends. That's our choices. Verse 15, so those who conducted Paul, and these were people that were in charge of his travel uh, uh, issues, brought him to Athens and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, they departed. So again, God has everybody somewhere for a, a certain amount of time for his purpose. And we have to remember, just like when we talk about our health issues, we have to remember that God is, knows what we're going through, okay? As long as we need this 
these ailments, so to speak, okay, when God's purpose is done with it, it's done, okay, and we move on. We have to remember, like uh, Pastor was saying this, um, this morning, we have to remember that God has us where he wants us for the time he wants us there. And we need to learn how to appreciate it because even though it may be some pain involved, guess what? Maybe some resistance involved, guess what? We still need to have that attitude of a Berean, studying these scriptures for ourselves. So um, I, want, I ask you to turn to Mark 7, verses 7 to 9. Mark 7, verses 7 to 9. And I just I added one so it may not be on the screen. Holy Spirit gave me some after I finished the message yesterday, and then he gave me some last night when I went to bed, so I had to get up and do some more work. But that's good. I like that. I want to make sure we're listening to what God has to say and not what I think, okay? Mark 7, verses 7 to 9. And in vain, this is Jesus speaking, okay? And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things. Verse 9, and he said to them, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your, your tradition. And again, that's one of the things we need to make sure that we're not doing. We want to pay attention to what the word says. The way we do that is like uh, Pastor was saying about two or three witnesses. We need to do that with our spiritual life as well. Okay? Are we making sure we're getting the word from the word or are we listening to the opinions of somebody else? Okay? Uh, let me... We also have to remember, excuse me, if we sow nothing, we get nothing. We can't reap anything if we don't sow anything. Amen. And it's up to us to choose whether we wanna, what we want to reap, okay? If we put time into God's word, we'll get a lot out of it. You know, we can't blame somebody else because we're not blessed, okay? And blessing doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get this whopping uh, wiping things or, or relationships because in the natural realm, it's the spiritual realm we want to look at, e- eternity. And we, we start that right now from the time we, get, we um, were baptized. That's when it started, okay? We may not have realized it at the time, but as we grow more mature in the word, then we need to make sure we're drawing closer to God because that's what he wants, you know? So we're going to start looking at, I've got 12 principles here, okay? <laughs> so that's why I say we may not get to all the scriptures, but that's all right, too. I know everybody's going to take this with them and study these lessons on their own, right? <laughs> um, the, the, the first point is set aside a regular time for study, okay? And this is what everybody, we should be doing by now. Um, if we don't plan to study in advance, something will cause us to not do it at all, okay? And like we talked about a, a, a slippery slope in Sabbath school, okay? We, um, you know, things happen real easy. Okay, well, I have time, let's say you have time planned when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, okay? Then all of a sudden, well, this show's on tonight. I think I'm just gonna relax a little bit, you know? And, and maybe, I'll say a few things. Maybe where I spend 15 minutes, I'll only spend three or five tonight, okay? In the morning, well, yeah, I, I, I got up, well, yeah, but I got so much I need to do. Well, starting a day without God is not a good thing. Ending the day without thanking God is not a good thing, okay? 
regardless of how much you do during the middle of the day, because as things come up, we need to make sure that we realize that God's blessing us all through the day, okay? We have to make choices to say, okay, God, thank you, okay? How many times would we like to be thanked for the work we do? Be appreciated, which we heard already this morning <laughs> from Roseanne, right? We, yes, we appreciate you. I let her know we had a time last week, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're back. Um, so that second, that's the first one, set aside a regular time for study. The second one is pray for understanding, okay? True understanding comes from God. Therefore, study the Bible in a prayerful attitude and ask God to reveal his will to us as we study, okay? And we look at Psalm 119, verses 33 to 40. As y'all can see, I changed glasses, so I got to look over them to see what that time it is. <laughs> Psalm 119, and I want to read that one. Okay, I know it's in here. 33 to 40 says, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep, keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to, the, to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. And again, we, we cover this in, in Bible study, okay? And this thing was we, we need to understand for God to bring us closer to him that he has to correct some things. He has to change some things in our whole attitudes. We were all brought up from a baby learning things that from parents, teachers, um, church folk, you know, whoever we came in contact with, coworkers. And a lot of that stuff wasn't good. A lot of it wasn't accurate. Okay. It's, it's, I think we mentioned before, it's like, our, let's say our great-grandparents at this point, okay, they could only maybe read a certain thing or understand a certain thing, okay? So they taught us what they knew, but all of it may not have been accurate. Not that they were trying to lie to us, but that's all they understood. But now God's blessed all of us with being able to read and understand, okay? So we have a greater responsibility to go by what his word says, okay? The third uh, issue is seek correction and instruction. Study God's word with a humble, teachable attitude. The word of God reveals flaws in our character. Again, we covered this in, in Sabbath class, okay? And that's the thing. Are we re really willing to say, okay, I could be wrong? Think about that. I was talking to my youngest son yesterday in Florida, and he, he was reminding me of some discipline I um, had shared with him and his brother, okay? And um, I didn't remember it, you know? But the thing is, I, I said, well, you know, I'm sorry about that. He said, oh, that's okay, Dad. You know, we understood you maybe had, had a bad day. But I'm like, I shouldn't be taking my bad days out on somebody else, okay? And I started thinking about it after we hung up. I'm, and I, I kind of remembered it a little bit. But, you know, it's okay to apologize to your children, you know? Hey, yeah, I'm not the perfect guy, you know? But the Word of God is, okay? And that's why we need to make sure we're teaching our children because then, I mean, he could have come in a negative attitude and spoke to me about it. But he came in to me with love. And that's what he learned out of the Bible, okay? Um, the fourth uh, 
Yeah, we're going to have to go kind of fast through these. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, okay. Um, the, the fourth thing is realize the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is God speaking to you. Therefore, let his word inspire and motivate you to grow in his likeness. And I want us to look at 2 Peter verses 1 and 21. 2 Peter 1 verses 19 to 21. Okay. And it says in 19, we also have the prophetic word made more sure, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation okay, or origin for prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. OK, and that's what we need to remember. OK, you didn't come here to hear the word of Terry. You came here to hear the word of God. So if you're going to hear the word of God, we have to go through God's word. Okay? And that's the point. And I mean, even our pastors do the same thing with us. They give us scripture. Okay? And it's up to us to take that scripture and go back and study it in our prayer closet so we can get, that, again, that, that private understanding of what God wants to do with us. Uh, Philippians 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, verse 5, and it says, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Okay, and what did, he, what did he do all the time he was on earth? He tried to do what the Father wanted, the will of the Father. Everything he thought about was, how can I give God the glory, Father God the glory? We should be the same way because we say we're Christians. So what are we really following 24-7? Okay, and this is a question that we need to ask ourselves, you know, am I so immersed in the world that I'm not giving God his due time? Okay, and that's something we all need to do. The fifth point is let the Bible interpret the Bible. Although some passages may seem confusing, there are no contradictions in the Bible. Examine the context and gather all scriptures on a given subject or doctrine. The clear passages will clarify those that are difficult to understand. Another thing I'd like to add to that is that, you know, being in the military, a lot of things I don't need to know for what God wants me to do, okay? I don't need to understand everything because I read it. It's just like when we were talking about that, that line with Hugh, okay? <laughs> um, there was still enough information on both sides of that to get the gist of what was being taught, Okay? So if we get hung up on one thing, don't overly exhaust, uh, um, what am I trying to say, exert ourselves because we don't understand it. Because I look at it like this. God gives us enough that if I don't understand something, I got enough without what he's already shown me that I need to be working on. Okay? And so we need to make sure that Satan's not getting in the way of our study, our, our drawing close to God, and our foundational message of what are we supposed to be doing? Being like a Berean, okay? We study the word for ourselves to make sure it's right and accurate. Uh, John 10.35. John 10.35 says, if he called, this is Jesus speaking, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, I'm going all the way to 38. Do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, 
you are blaspheming because I said I am the son of God. If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him. Now, our, our interaction with people we come in contact with throughout the week, okay, can they see that I'm a Christian or do I have to tell them I'm a Christian? Okay. I shouldn't have to tell anybody I'm a Christian unless they ask me why I believe what I believe. Okay. I should be living a life so when they see me, say, oh, here comes Terry. Here comes that Christian guy, you know. And you, you'd be surprised, and I, and I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised sometimes with the way God does things because it's like people you don't expect to ask you questions. I had a guy call me from Pet Boys. It's my day off. And he was having a conversation with his grandparents, okay. And they, he wanted to ask me a question. And so he put me on speakerphone, and we were able to discuss that. But that's not me. That's God through me, okay? The thing is, it helps me to realize just how much I represent God, you know, in whatever I do. And so we need to be able to enjoy that, okay, that God can use us for something, okay, because he doesn't owe us anything, okay? But he gives us everything. It's so much. And too often... We really don't appreciate it. And being a Berean with that foundational knowledge of God really kicks us, kicks us to another level. Okay. Um, our sixth issue is keep an open mind. And this is one of the things we talked about in Sabbath class also. That's why I had to be quiet so much. <laughs> Keeping an open mind. You know, we all have our opinions. You know, um, and it's like, if this worked for me for 40 years, then why should I change it now? Okay. And we, we need to remember that because there is so much religious confusion, it is necessary to prove the truth and distinguish between, um, and dis, dis, mm, excuse me, and distinguish it, okay, the word of God from error. Okay. And um, we need to make sure we keep an open mind and be willing to change wrong ideas. Too often we don't want to do that. Well, I heard, I mean, Pastor tells us when he reads scripture, he says, well, the readers, blessing, blessed are the readers and hearers of the word. Well, I'm going to add something to that. Readers, hearers, and doers of the word. If we hear it, if we read it, and then we don't do anything about it, why did we read it? Okay, we're just wasting time and we're spinning our wheels. And if God's trying to change us, we need to have an open mind to receive it. Okay. We need to prove God's way is right. Practice the things you learn and acknowledge. Okay, if, like we just said, we need to practice it. Put it into practice, whatever God teaches. Whatever we learn every Sabbath, whatever we learn um, midweek Bible study, whatever we learn when we study every day, okay, we need to ask God to help us to practice it, okay? Acknowledge the blessings that result from that. You know, when I think all of us here can say when we were doing what God said do, Okay, we were blessed. Even if you didn't receive anything tangible in the blessing, you were kept from some harm by following God's commandments. Okay? Think about all the things a monogamous, mon, mon, I'll say the word right, monogamous relationship gives you. You don't have to worry about diseases. You don't have to worry about unwanted pregnancies. You don't have to worry about all that stuff because everybody's being faithful. And that's the kind of faith that we want in our spouses, so why shouldn't we want that much faith in God? Because that's what he's asking us to do, okay? But to do that, you have to communi have communication with God, just like you have to have communication in your relationship, 
okay? Um, let me see. Let's go to 1 John 3.22. And Frank, I'm sorry I'm messing you up over there, partner. <laughs> okay. Okay. 1 John 3, verse 22. And it says, And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And again, this is what it says. If we do it, guess what? We're it becomes a habit. It becomes a good habit. Okay? And we can enjoy the blessings of God. Okay? I mean, let's face it, like we were talking about in the Sabbath class again, discipline is necessary when the child gets off the beaten path. Okay? So why shouldn't we want to be corrected? And the closer we are to God, the less correction we should need because we're beginning to see the error of our ways and we're allowing ourselves to ask God to help us by the work of the indwelling Holy Spirit to live a life that is in line with his commandments, okay? Then life is a lot simpler. You know, Jesus told us, what, take on my yoke? I mean, I, I can tell you personally, his yoke is a lot easier than the yokes I was bearing, <laughs> okay? I mean, even with the pain of recovery from the vaccine, I'll just say it from that way, it's still that the pain is there, but, you know, God works through it. You know, you forget about these things. I mean, and I'm not saying, like, you don't, you know, it's not there. It's just that you're dependent on God as God is helping you through the situation, okay? And that's a blessing in itself. Our seventh, let's see, okay, our eighth, I'm sorry. Study by subject. Concentrate on one book, doctrine, or subject, and go into it thoroughly. This will help you grow in depth of understanding. Okay, and again, you have to, we have to choose how we want to study. And, and the easiest way i found, okay, is to pray before you study, okay? Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and direct you in the way you should go. I'm sure pastors will, will share with you and anybody that's ever spoken is that, you know, a lot of times you can come up with a message and you get all this stuff in order and all of a sudden God changes the whole plan. Scrap that. You're going over here now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, and I mean, believe me, this was not my first choice, <laughs> okay? Um, but again, I asked God, you know, and I mean, it, it wasn't wasted time on what he had before, but sometimes he knows the order of things that need to be done, and we need to make sure we ask him to help us to follow that order. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing we need to, uh, I was told when I first started speaking was never um, develop a message for a certain person, okay? Because you never know what, who's, who's going to be where and what God wants everybody to hear. Because even though we're all hearing a community message right now, we all may go out of here with different, what we, what, well, I heard him say, you know, or I didn't hear that, <laughs> you know. So, but we, because we're dependent on God to show us what we need to be doing. Um, our not, ninth point is read the Bible through. Read the Bible from cover to cover in addition to other study. This will broaden your perspective as to story flow. And again, you know, I know some of us read it within a year, okay? Some of us read it from front to back in a study, uh, from a study viewpoint. It may take years, okay, to get through it. But nothing, uh, nothing is better than that. There was, I don't know who the... Uh, person was who the scholar was, but it was stated that 
An educated person is not really educated until he's read the Bible through. You know, you can have all the PhDs and MSs and whatever else goes behind your name, okay? But if you haven't read the Bible through, what do you really know? I mean, it's, and, it's, and that's one of the problems we have even in our seminaries because people, even in the seminary, too many of them don't have a really Christian foundation, okay? And, and I don't mean they're wrong or anything like that, but we have to remember to pass the test, you've got to pass what they're teaching you, okay? And if you, don't, if you haven't read the book for yourself, then you have no idea whether it's accurate or not. Because let's face it, I can be a, a kuma, what do you call it, kuma? Yeah, that, <laughs> okay. But the thing is, how did I get there? I didn't get there reading this book. I got there because I passed all the tests that they were giving me, okay? And that's the thing we need to remember. We're on a different page with God. We know God is perfect. We know his word is, is pure, okay? Um, our tenth point is mark key verses, develop a marking system. I mean, I can just turn your page and you can see, okay? Um, whatever your marking system means to you. And when, when you see blue in here, that means it's definitely for me, okay? <laughs> in particular about certain things, okay? And that's the thing, you know, develop some kind of plan. It's your book. It's God's love story to you. It's this letter to you. I, you know, I, I know I'm old-fashioned, but, you know, it's when, we used, when I used to write love letters, okay, um, whether it was puppy love or more serious love later on, you know, you, you'd write it down and, and you'd be waiting in anticipation for the response, okay? Can you, can you imagine how God feels when we finally respond to him for the love he's shown us? I mean, this is what the Bible, this, this, this whole book is about love. I love you. I'm giving you me. Please accept me. Please make that choice, okay? Um, our 11th point is meditate and review. Think about what you learn, then reflect on how it can be applied in your life. And again, we go back to that thing. If we read it and hear it and don't apply it, what, what's the point, okay? We want God to use us to his maximum, okay? For that, we need to accept the fact that we need to die to certain things. And, you know, everything to die to is not a bad thing, okay? But how much time are we spending in it, okay? How much time are we, are we giving God and how much time are we giving his blessing to us, okay? Because it's, it's more important to thank the blessor than be thankful for the blessings. I'm going to ask uh, that we turn to Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, please. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, not just sometimes, whenever, at least day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Think about that. You know, there's nothing we can't do for God that it won't prosper. Even if we don't understand it or we don't see it, we still ought to be doing it, okay? How many times do, have we shown somebody the joy or the love of Christianity, and we never see him again? You know, how many times have God, has God sent us an angel of light? We never see him again. 
but he sent them at that time. You know, and that's the thing is we don't need to be looking for times to uh, opportunities to pay somebody back. We want to look for opportunities to God for, to use us to help somebody down the road. Okay, I mean, and God's blessings are just. I, I know I'm at the stage now where you know I can look back and see so many things that He's done for me that I didn't even realize. Okay, and that's the thing is, since He helped me so much, I ought to be ready for Him to use me to help somebody else. Okay. Um, let's go to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, verses 17 to 18. And it says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Think about that. Go to bed with God. Wake up with God. You can't start the day or end the day better, okay? Because no matter what all you have to do, and I, I have to be honest, I'm one of those people that has a long list. I say I'll live to be 121, and then I should be caught up, okay? <laughs> but the thing is, I have to remember to ask God to help me to follow his plan. And a lot of times his plan is definitely different from mine, but yet when the day is over, I'm like, I'm so glad that God did all these things and I paid attention, okay? So he could do all these things for me. You know, and, I, and I mean, I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's all about selfishness, but you just want to live a life that pleases God. You know, you can say at the end of the day, thank you, God, for helping me to follow your lead and to do what you wanted me to, to, to uh, do. Our last point, number, and number 12, be familiar with study aids. Now, here's where we need to be a little bit careful, okay? A Bible handbook can provide helpful background information. A concordance will help you locate scriptures. And, of course, we have the Internet now, so a lot of that we can just go to Google about, okay? Bible maps provide topographical and geographical and historical information. Commentaries can be helpful, but we have to exercise care. They contain a great deal of uninspired opinion, okay? So, again, we have to be careful. Um, I, when I heard pastors say, uh, Pastor Ron talk about his uh, Adam Clark commentary, that's the one I use primarily. And Strong's Concordance is the one I use. But, you know, I tell any, my, my kids, you say, well, Dad, which one do you think? I, tell them, I would tell them like this. Whatever Bible you can have a concordance with and you can find a commentary to, to bring out each scripture, use it. You know, that doesn't mean you're locked into anything. I mean, you, I have, I think like Judith told us, we, she has many Bibles. I'm sure all of us have many different versions, whatever. And sometimes it's clearer in a different version, okay? Sometimes you just want to make sure, okay, are all the versions, right, <laughs> say it again, lining up. lining up, right, thank you, <laughs> and that's the thing, we need to make sure we're asking God uh, to show us what we need to do and how we need to do it, let's turn to 2 Timothy 2.15, please, 2, th 2 Timothy 2.15, and it says, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay. And that's the thing. We want to make sure that uh, we talked about today, uh, two or three witnesses. Okay. You know, we talked about in our, our 12 points as far as making sure we're using scripture to back up scripture. Okay. Um, let me see. I know I got another. Oh, there it is. These are ones that Holy Spirit woke me up this morning with. <laughs> um, Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, and there's three of them. 
Deuteronomy 4, verse 2. And it says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take anything from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Okay. Then Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. It says, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. So, yeah, that's the Old Testament. Good, I'm glad you said that. Revelations 22. <laughs> Revelations 22, verses 18 and 19. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now, some people look at that and they say, well, they're just talking about the book of Revelations. Some people look at it and talk about the whole Bible. Well, I understand it to be the whole Bible. From the front to the back, nothing's changed. Okay? The thing is, is have, are we willing to change or allowing God to change us so we can be in line with his will all the time? And that's the choice we have. And again, that's because we want to be a Berean. Okay. Um, and I'm going to sum, sum it up this way. The Bereans have long been seen as a positive example of how a person should respond to biblical teaching. We are called to eagerly learn from God's word. And no matter who the teacher is, right, to investigate new teaching in comparison with the Bible. The practice of the ancient Bereans is a model for all who desire to go sp spiritually today. I mean, what's the better summation of everything we just went through, okay? And again, we have to remember, it's our choice to do what God wants us to do, amen? So let's all try to be better Bereans in our teaching and learning, <laughs> amen?